Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. Uh, by the looks of it, uh, we are the ones who had power and were broke and stayed home this weekend. Amen. Uh, did anybody did anybody still not have power and you came to church anyway? Did anybody still not have power and you came, came to church anyway? My goodness, any up in the balcony? My goodness, let's give them a hand. God knows they deserve it. Amen. Amen. Listen, it, it, it's amazing. It's amazing what happens when, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and it sounds like a tornado's coming through and, 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 and your wife realizes it's not her husband snoring. Say amen. Oh, my goodness. It got rough last night. I, I, I was praying for everyone. I've seen a lot of limbs down and, and some roofs off in West Point, and, and I trust that you made it okay. Uh, if you do know of someone that needs some help after the services, if you'll let us know, uh, we'll do everything we can to try to help them out and uh, uh, with their need. And all God's people say it. It is my desire, it is my desire to be brief this morning. And I would tell you I'm going to be brief, but every time I do it, I'm not. So I'm not going to say it. We're just going to hint to it. Amen. <laughs> Uh, I really, I really, I mean that. I, I, I was, I, I totally intended completely uh, to being finished with the series that we were studying last week. Uh, but the Lord gave me one more uh, to go with it. And, and it is really important. I, I'm telling you, I, I said last week I thought that one was the most important one. But after, after reading and studying behind what God wants me to share with you today, uh, this possibly is the most important one. And I thought, man, the devil's going to do everything he can to keep people from hearing this one. And he did. But that's fine. That's why we have the Internet and the archives. Amen. So make sure we tell everyone we can uh, that they need to tune in and get this one because it's really, really important. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verse number 3. If you found your spot, say amen. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but, in other words, fleshly, physical, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down, what's that word? Imagination. Imagination, and every high thing that exalted itself against the, the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So we have... Imagination, we have the word knowledge, and we have the word thought. Here we, here we find we are not fighting a physical battle. We are not fighting in flesh and blood. Our weapons are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. What does that say? We should never be defeated. They are mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds were, were those citadels that the, the, the enemy would come and, and they, would, they would go behind big, tall, high walls. And, and, and it would be very difficult to defeat the enemy because of the walls that they were in. You know what I'm saying? There are many people who are struggling today because they have strongholds in their life. They have strongholds in their thought process. They have strongholds in their mind. And the devil's keeping them captive. Well, today, uh, we need to tear down some strongholds. Amen? Amen. Let's pray, and I'll let you be seated. Lord, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to be here today. 
Thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Thank you for the opportunity to stand in front of your people and encourage them the best I know how. I pray that you'll help me think clearly. I pray that you'll fill my mind with your word. Fill me with an unction from glory. Help me to say everything I need to say. Help me not to forget anything I need to. I pray your perfect will be done. Keep me from saying anything out of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. You may be seated. You may be seated. Carnal. Warfare. Fighting. Battles. Uh, we, we have uh, already discussed in the last few weeks, we've discussed the enemy that we fight. How many of y'all know we have a real enemy? Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers, at the darkness, the, 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 the wickedness of this world. We know we fight a devil. We know we fight demons. We know we fight an organized group of uh, wickedness that's coming against us. Are y'all with me? Say amen. We know we have an enemy. This is real. This is not made up. The moment you are saved, you are on the winning side. But unfortunately, you're on the fighting side. You have, you have stepped into a battle. You have stepped into a conflict that began in the Garden of Eden. You have stepped into a, 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 a conflict between good and evil. And now you have to fight for your life. We have an enemy. We talked about the equipment we wear. We talked about the armor that we wear, the whole armor of God, putting on that armor. We talked about the sword of the Spirit, the offensive and defensive. I read something this week. I read something this week that made a whole lot of sense. It doesn't matter how great your defense is if you have no offense. If you have no offense, the best you can do is tie. Now think about that. If You say, preacher, I'm doing everything I can to resist the devil. Yeah, but are you swinging back? Or do you have any offense in your plan? Or are you just trying to hold him back? We have to have offense. The offense comes from the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Last week, last week we talked about the strength that we need in the battle. Be strong in the Lord, not in yourself, not in your intelligence, not in your physical ability, not in your, are y'all with me? Be strong in the Lord. We have a power that's mighty. We have a strength that's mighty. Matter of fact, we learned last week that the same power that brought Jesus out of the grave, the same power that exalted him on high and set him on the right hand of the Father, that same exact power is in every single believer today. Amen. That's great stuff. But here's the thing. This is the message today. We need to talk about the battlefield. The battlefield. We talked about the enemy. We talked about the armor. We talked about the strength that we need. Now let's talk about the battlefield that we're meeting on. Hey, preacher, where's the battlefield? Well, according to the scripture, we find that the battlefield is in our mind. Say that with me. In our mind. Look what he says. He uses words like imaginations, words like knowledge, words like thought. Look what, it, what 1 Peter 1.13 1 Peter 1.13 says this. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. 
gird up the loins of your mind. You know, back in that day, they, they wore long flowing robes that, that would get entangled if they had to fight or if they had to move fast. If you remember, uh, the, the, the Israelites, when they came out of Egypt, they had to gird up their loins. They had to take those long flowing robes and, and tuck them in their belt and give them free reign and access. Gather them in. Gather them together so there is no hindrance. And you know what he's saying? Gird up the loins of your mind. You need to gather in your thoughts. You need to discipline yourself in your thought life. How many of y'all know your thoughts can run crazy on you? You, you, can, you can have one phone call from the doctor and says, I need you to call me back, and our mind goes crazy. Our mind runs 100 miles an hour, and it's always the worst-case scenario. And here we are. Our mind is running. Our mind is scared. Fear will creep in. Negativity will creep in. And now all of a sudden we got ulcers, and all that was is he's wanting to make the next appointment. Are y'all with me? What's he saying? In the day we're living in, in the fight that we're in, in the battle that we're in, we have to gather in our thoughts. We have to gather in our mind. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I, I saw a sign the other day. Man, it was really good. It said, if you think you can't or if you think you can, you right. Did y'all get that? I know y'all sleepy. you was up 2 o'clock this morning, but get some extra coffee. Get with me this morning. Amen. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There are people today that have a problem. They have a stronghold in their life because they are critical and they are negative all the time. And they think negative. Their first impulse is to think negative. Their first response to anything is negative because somewhere down the line they've been injured or they've been wounded or something's happened to them and it's caused a stronghold in their life. So no matter what happens in their life, they're negative. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he say amen an old proverb an old proverb has put it this way you sow a thought then you reap an act you sow an act and you reap a habit you sow a habit and you reap a character you sow a character and you reap a destiny now what, what does that mean it means watch your thoughts because they become words watch your words because they become actions Watch your actions because they become habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. In other words, what you really are. Watch your character because it will, your character will determine your destiny. It's amazing how sometimes, sometimes we don't. Why do you think, why do you think that Jesus went even beyond uh, what the Old Testament said about adultery and said, listen, if a man thinketh on a woman or lusteth after a woman in his heart, he's already committed adultery. Why? What, what did he say about getting angry against your brother and committing murder in your heart? What is he saying? Your thoughts are important because your thoughts will become your actions. And, and, and we have people that are so self-righteous and say, well, I've never did this and I've never did that. But man, in your mind, you've killed 37 people already. And it's just the first of the week. Come on, am I right? But little do we know, little do we know our thoughts become our actions. Our thoughts become our words and our words become, you know, I say, well, I, uh, 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 preacher, you know, preacher, you know, I, I, I'm a little salty in my mouth, but I'm, I'm good at heart. Well, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
What is in your heart is going to come out your mouth. But, but the thing is, what's in your heart started in a process of your mind. And the battle is in the mind. Look, what, look, look how this verse is, is written. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. Let me, let me, let me illustrate that. A stronghold. Uh, there are people... <clears throat> There are, let's just say, there, there are ladies today who was abused when they were younger and they have this image, they have this thought process that's wrong about all men. And they have a stronghold that's there and they are fearful of all men. They are, they, and even to the point, some even hate men because of what somebody did to them back then and this stronghold is in them, so they're negative about it. There's people that hate church. Because somewhere down the line, somebody hurt their feelings. And it just happened to be somebody from church. Well, guess what? Crooked people go to church. Oh, that's a, that's a newsflash for you. Crooked people go to church. Broken people go to church. Hurt people go to church. Hey, hey, we're all, we're all broken. Somebody, I, I, I said somebody this week, he said, he said, I'm a heathen. I said, you'd fit right in. We've got reinforced girders to keep their ceiling on. Amen. Ain't no roof going to fall down on us. Amen. But somewhere down the line, somebody got hurt. And guess what? Some people have strongholds about feelings, what they think about God. They have a false impression of God because of something that happened or maybe a prayer that didn't get answered in the way they, they asked it. There are tons of atheists today that are atheists because in their mind, God didn't answer their prayer when they were seven, so there surely there's not a God. So what does that mean? They have a stronghold. There's something the devil is holding them captive to. That thought or that something that's there, and they can't move on in their life. They can't find forgiveness in their life or joy in their life because there's something there that they just can't get past. How close am I preaching this morning, guys? Listen, the mighty pulling down strongholds. Look what he says. Casting down imaginations. Where do you imagine? In your... And every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Uh, where do you store knowledge? Your mind. And bringing into captivity every... Where do you think? Come on, guys. In your mind. Bringing into captivity. Capture your thoughts. Every thought to the obedience of Christ. Does the Bible not say, does the Bible not say, the thought of foolishness is sin? Oh, preacher, you can't control your thinking, though. Well, let's think about that a minute. Let's think about that a minute. If that was not so, if that was not so, uh, then, then, then that verse couldn't be accurate. Because if it's something that was out of our control, it wouldn't be sin. But the Bible says the thought of foolishness is sin. Be careful with your thoughts. Gird up the loins of your mind. We have to be disciplined because as a man thinketh, so is he. Well, preacher, you know, you, know, you can't ever, ever thought. Now, now here's, let, me, let me illustrate it this way. <clears throat> let me illustrate it this way. You guys in here, you could appreciate this. Uh, you deal with this and you fight this every day of your life. Uh, you see a, a pretty lady walking by, and, and maybe she's not uh, dressed very 
uh, modestly and, and maybe provocatively or whatever in your mind. Uh, listen, you, you see that image, and then you, you you got a choice in that matter. Right there, you have a choice in that matter. Now, here's the sin. Seeing that image is not the sin. Illustrate it this way. It is not a sin for a bird to land on your head, but it is for it to build a nest. Guys, can you appreciate that? It's not a sin to see that. I mean, it's everywhere. You can't go anywhere in this world without seeing it. But when you begin to contemplate and you begin to think on it, you begin, are, are y'all with me? If you don't gird the loins of your mind, if you don't capture those thoughts and bring it into obedience of Christ, are y'all with me? See, that's where we're at. And, and, and ladies, it could be whatever. It could be about sin. It could be about temptation. It could be about the devil trying to get you to fear. You see something, you hear something, something takes place in your, in your life, and the devil all of a sudden says, you're not going to make it. It's over with now. You're going to fall apart. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to lose everything. And all of a sudden now your thoughts are going 100 miles an hour, and you're scared to death, and you need a pill. And, 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 and here we have people, here we have Christians going to places. Now, trust me, I promise you this. I promise you this. I'm not against medicine, and I'm not against, I'm not against anything like that. But I'm telling you what, there is way too many Christians that's going to a pharmacy to get a pill when they need to start girding up the loins of their mind and allowing God to capture them thoughts and think right thoughts. Listen. How do we do this, though? Preacher, how do I control my mind? I worry to death. Lay up at night, can't sleep, and just, I got all these things running through my head, running through my head, running through my head. Man, I've, I've been there. I understand that. Don't you love? Don't you love? Now, y'all know I'm about as transparent as a pastor as anybody in the country. Now, I don't put on no front, and I don't put on no show. I'm, I'm, I'm just proud to be here. And I'm trying my best. Sometimes I don't even feel saved, much less a pastor. Now, I know, I know that's not what most of them will say because they don't want to feel vulnerable, and they want you to think they got it all together. Sometimes I don't have it all together. I don't even know what I'm supposed to put together sometimes. And sometimes I have things going, to, and, 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 and don't you love when somebody says, now just don't worry about it. If you will show me where that switch is, I'll be glad to flip it. Do I have a witness in the house? Man, I'm telling you, I don't just worry about my and I'm talking about I'm talking about the, I'm preaching to me as much as I'm preaching to y'all. When y'all leave, I'm gonna keep preaching to me because I need more of it than y'all do. Amen. But I, I think about my issues, but then I think about all of yours. I think about your marriages. I think about your children that's going a little bit astray, and we're praying that they come back. I'm praying about your doctor visits and your doctor issues and and and, and the things that you come to me and those chemo treatments and and. Here I've got all this stuff. What, what do we do? In this battlefield that we're in, Satan's going to come. He, he, he likes, he uses deception. He likes to trick us. He deceived Eve. 
He, he'll, he'll deceive you. He comes as an angel of light, so he tries the wiles of the devil, the deception. But the, not only that, he's an accuser of the brethren. Did y'all notice it didn't say he's the accuser of mankind? It says he's the accuser of the brethren. He doesn't accuse sinners. Let me, let me illustrate that. How many of y'all got down to pray and you've been asking God for help and the devil creep up on your shoulder and, and y'all know I'm figuratively speaking, that's probably one of his assistants, but someone from the devil's crowd gets on your shoulder and says, who are you to be asking for help? You sorry, no good thing. Uh, you big hypocrite. You asking God for help. Look, I know what you did. I know, look at your past. And starts bringing up everything in the world in your past. He's an accuser. That's what he does. But guess what? If we know the truth, if we know, you say, what is the truth? Our Father in heaven loves me unconditionally. Our Father in heaven, the moment I got saved, listen, he wiped my sin away. And he looks at me like he looks at his own darling sons. Amen. But that accuser will come while you're trying to pray, while you're trying to be spiritual, while you're trying to witness. How many of y'all understand? How many of y'all understand? You try to pray, and all of a sudden, images from what you watched on TV a couple weeks ago come to mind. You're thinking, oh, here I am trying to be spiritual. He's good. But that's the way he operates. So, what do we do? Let me give you three quick things. And they're quick. I promise you, they're quick. Because they go together. And, and, and they got, you got to do them in this order. You have to do them in this order. Now, now, where is the battlefield, guys? Where's the battlefield? Our, our mind. Our mind is where we do our thinking. Say it with me. That's where we do our thinking. Our thinking. All right? Uh, you will go where your mind takes you. Your mind controls everything else. Are y'all with me? Now, here's the deal. How do, how do we deal with this? How do we deal with this? All right? He's a liar, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a murderer, he's a thief, he wants to steal our joy, our happiness, and all this kind of stuff. But he's, he, he, he works in our mind. There's two, there's two forces after your mind. God's after your mind. He's wanting to bring all your thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And the devil wants to fill your mind and corrupt your mind with wickedness and evil and, and lies, deception, the wiles of the devil. And here we have this battle all the time. Now, Woodrow Wilson, Woodrow Wilson, he said this, He that will not command his thoughts will soon lose command of his actions. Are y'all with me? How many of y'all would be honest? How many of y'all would be honest? And, and, and there's been times you've been in a discussion <clears throat> with your spouse, and in and, 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 and the discussion got warm and I'm not meaning fuzzy either I mean heated y'all with me anybody ever have one of them kind of discussion well they some lying in the house of the Lord this morning isn't it amazing how in about 10 minutes of time you've had this argument or excuse me you've had this discussion you've had this this discussion and then all of a sudden 10 minutes, you're sitting there contemplating everything, and the devil's done give you 57 reasons why you should hate her. 
And he's done explained every which way why she don't love her and you deserve better and, and you should say this and you should say that and you should retaliate and you should tell her what's And if we, if we allow it, if we allow it and we keep on, guess what we're going to do? Act on it. And all of us lies. All of it. But if we don't take command of our thoughts, we'll lose command of our actions. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all have ever done this? Come on now, now be honest now, come on. It's just us, ain't hardly anybody here today, so this is a, this is a great time to be honest, all right? How many of y'all have ever said something or done something, and right after you thought, why'd I do that? I, I've done this. I, I've been, those thoughts running through my head, and Tammy said, or excuse me, the devil, <clears throat> telling me something about her. Y'all quit. <clears throat> Trying to be serious this morning. And, 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 and the devil's saying, you need to say this to her. You need to do this. And the Holy Spirit's saying, ah, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Malcolm, don't say that. And you say that. And then you think, why'd I say that? <laughs> why don't we just be transparent this morning, amen? Or, am I telling the truth? You think, what happened? Why did I do that? Or why did I say that? Where did it start? You know what we did? We didn't capture it. We didn't capture it and bring it into obedience to Christ. And I'm telling you, every time we don't, it's a disaster. Now, let me, let me show you something. What do we do? Let's take three things real quick. Write these things down. Where, where's our battlefield again, Tim? Come on, t- say it real loud. In our... In our now, remember how the devil operates with with lies, deception, uh, trickery, uh, the wiles of the devil. He's always all okay. All right, all that foolishness. Okay, so what do we do? What do we do with our mind? First, we have to refill it. We have to refill our mind. The Bible says Psalm one nineteen nine and eleven. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereunto according to thy word? Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Let me say that again. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. The word hid here means to store up. It means to load. In other words, your mind is a wagon. And he's saying, load up, store up the word into your mind. Look what it says in Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. How is he able to do those three things? Because his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. But you know what it says in the next verse? The ungodly are not so. He's, listen, he is filling his mind with God's word. Watch this right here. Watch this right here. Joshua 1.8. 
this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now let me, let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. Your mind is like a computer. Your mind is, you say, yeah, mine has crashed. Hey, man, that's what, yeah, I, I can get that. Hey, man, I understand that. But your mind is like a computer. It only has a certain amount of memory. Now think about this a minute. It only has a certain amount of memory. Now watch. Now watch. Load up your mind with the word of God that it cannot hold anything else. How many how many of y'all had an old-fashioned grandma that cooked? How many of y'all had one of them kind of grandmas that didn't let you have a Twinkie about midway? Because it will ruin your... How many of y'all had one of them? I had a grandma that cooked breakfast, and everybody's doing breakfast, going to work. She was cleaning up breakfast, getting ready for lunch. Excuse me, getting ready for dinner. And then when she was through with dinner, she's getting ready for supper. Say amen. That's what we call it in the South. You Yankees say lunch and dinner, but it's supper. Say amen. And if you come into the kitchen because you had a craving about midway toward, she'd slap you, say, get out my kitchen because I'm cooking and when I put it on the table, I want you to have an appetite for it. Now, let me tell you what's wrong with a modern Christian today. They're filling up on the junk this world is offering. They're filling up on the junk material that the devil's putting out there, the junk TV programs, the junk trashy literature that's out there. You can't go around. You can't even go through and buy a candy bar at Dollar General without seeing something trashy on the side in them magazines. I need a witness. And we're filling up. And the Internet's made it worse because now you can do it in the secret of your home and you won't have to worry about somebody looking over your shoulder. And so we're filling up with all of this. We're filling up with garbage. We're filling up with filth. Not only that, we're filling up with negativity. I had this bad habit of watching different networks, especially after Trump uh, was elected. Because one of them is, is, is completely polar opposite this way, and the other's completely polar opposite that way, and you can't believe neither one of them. And Tammy gets so mad at me, she says, why are you turning over that other one? I said, I want to see what the enemy's saying. <clears throat> she said, you're going to get mad. I said, I know it. She said, well, why are you doing it? I said, I don't know. And all you got to do is watch the news. And guess what? You're filling your mind with negativity. You're filling your mind with all that. And, and I'm telling you, there is nothing in this world that's positive. Everything is negative because negativity sells, sex sells, and they're going to do whatever it takes to make a profit. And they're going to fill your mind with garbage. And you're going to worry yourself to death. Say amen. Let's change all that. Your brain can only hold so much. Let's make sure whatever is holding is the good stuff. 
Fill your mind with God's Word. Why? Because it's wholesome. Why? Because it's powerful. Why? Because it's nourishing. Why? Because it gives you strength and it gives you power and it gives you faith. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And you fill your mind with something that's going to develop faith. And I'm telling you, you won't be afraid of anything. But that's something you got to do. I can't do it for you. It doesn't work by osmosis like my marine biology teacher told me that day. You can't lay your head on it. Oh, you know, I, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing you tell people, uh, are you doing okay? Yes, I have my Bible. Do you have it or are you reading it? it it's not like a secret. It's not like, it's not like a rabbit's foot. I always have my Bible with me. How about opening it? It is not the truth that will make you free. It says, ye shall know the truth. Ye shall know. If you don't know the truth, you'll still be in captivity. You'll still be in bondage. Somebody say amen. Refill your mind. Set that other junk aside. You may have to get off Facebook. God forbid. Don't you love that? I hate all this drama on Facebook while you're on it seven hours a day. You must not hate it. Oh, oh, y'all want me to leave that alone. Oh, okay. Tough. I ain't leaving it alone. I'm coming. What are you filling your mind with? Hey, it's not, it's not just Facebook. It's not just that. Hey, what about radio? You, you listening to a bunch of rock music that glorifies sin and wickedness? Or something that's going to make you depressed? How encouraging is there's a tear in my beard. I'm crying over you, dear. You're on my lonely mind. Don't act like y'all ain't never heard that guy. Come on. Am I right? I'm going to confess. Well, y'all are real positive. <laughs> I've been working at the house. I've been working at the house. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to confess, I, you know, I, I kind of like, like old uh, classic uh, rock. You know, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't, but it's just, you know, it's just some of those songs. I, and, and, and I was playing them while I was working. And, 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 and you know, it, it's, it's a little energizing, but it'll make you think stuff. And you don't realize it. So you're getting there, and you're thinking, and, and, and man, here I'm going, I'm working like crazy. And I, I'm starting to think, think man, I wonder, what, what, what is that coming from? And then I'm starting to think about the lyrics. I grew up listening to songs. I didn't even know what the lyrics was. I just thought it sounded cool. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And then when you start thinking about the lyrics, you're saying, whoa! I'm talking about not just rock. I'm talking about country songs, too. I mean, anyway, I'm not even going to say them because we'll be thinking about them. And I, 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 when we started this series, when he started this series, I thought, man, I, 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 I got so much coming against me. I started putting in, uh, uh, what's the Crowder guy's name? What's the first? David? David Crowder. He's a little different. He's a little different. He wouldn't fit in most independent fundamental uh, premillennial Baptist churches. That's my kind, Amen. I like different folk. 
And he, I put in a mix uh, on my phone, you know, while I was working, just David Crowder mix. And, man, he got to singing. And, buddy, I'm talking, it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, he's an energetic type and all that really. And run, devil, run. Y'all got to try that. Google it. Google it and listen to run, devil, run. I love it. Unbelievable. Awesome. And he starts singing, you know, uh, just in my thoughts are different. I'm not thinking of things back in high school, stupid things. I'm not, I'm not thinking things that I should not be thinking. I'm not thinking of things that discourage me and make me worry. I'm not, because all, now, now I'm filling my mind with wholesome things. The Word of God through some, are y'all with me? I started listening to preaching on there. I started filling my mind with things that would cause me to think right things. Now, I'm telling you, y'all think music don't matter. That's not that big. It don't matter what you listen to. Well, how's it working for you? It matters. I'm telling you, it matters. There ain't a pastor in America that would have just admitted what I'd admitted. But I'm telling you this for a fact because I want you to get better. It matters. Man, put something wholesome in there. Something encouraging. Hey, what did what did... What did Saul do when an evil spirit would come and torment him? He would ask David to come play for him. And it would soothe him and help him. It might not, it might not be that you need a pill. You might need to change your, your station. It might amaze you what that just, just doing that would do. Refill your mind. Then number two, hurry, hurry. Oh, boy, hurry. Refill. Focus your mind. Refocus your mind. Look what it says. Look what it says. It says in Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection. There it is. Set your affection on things what? Above. Not on things on the earth. And, 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 and in Philippians, he, he, gives, he goes even more, uh, more descriptive in his uh, illustration. He says, be careful for nothing. The word careful there means anxious. So basically what he's saying, he says, don't worry about anything. Nothing. He said, well, I don't know. Hey, listen, he's been through shipwreck. He's been through beatings. He's been through stonings jail and everything else he has no reason in the world to be happy or joyful but i'm telling you he's legit in what he's saying you don't have to worry about anything what does he say to do what does he say to do he says but in everything everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto god and the and the and the Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things... Here it is. Here it is, guys. Here it is. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are... Whatsoever things are... Whatsoever things are... Whatsoever things are... And whatsoever things are... Whatsoever things are of... If there be any virtue, if there be any praise... Look what he says to do. Everybody say it. In Fairview, say it with me. Think on these things. What is he saying? Focus. Focus. Say it with me. Focus. 
Think on these things. And what was the first in the list? Whatsoever things are true. Mindy, are you in here anywhere? All right. My sister called me one day. My sister called me one day. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about, you know how when you get into, into the crying part and you get into the dry heaves part, that <laughs> you can't talk. And you, you, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about? I answered the phone and I said, hello. I said, what? I said, who is this? Your, your sister, dummy. <clears throat> I said, what's wrong? And she was trying to tell me, she was trying to tell me uh, that, that, that Shelby was being arrested. Shelby's my niece. It's her daughter. Her oldest daughter lives down in Florida. Uh, Shelby was being arrested and, and, and because she, she tried to, to poison her stepmama because she don't like her stepmama. <clears throat> and she's going to prison. And, she, and t- now, now think about this. If this was your daughter, now we can all laugh, but if it was your kid and you got that phone call, and I said, hey, wait, wait a minute, just st- stop a minute, because I, I'm, now I'm trying to figure out what the deal is. I said, I said, is this a fact? You know, oh, I don't know, I got a phone call. I said, what do you know for fact? I don't know. I said, do you have anybody that you have confidence in that will tell you what's up? They'll tell you the exact truth. Yeah, I said, call them. Ask them what the deal is, then we'll determine what we need to do. All right. About 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, she calls me back. And this is her response. You're not going to believe it. I mean, it went from, you're not going to believe it. In a matter of 20 minutes. I said, what happened? And it was just a bunch of, y'all know how drama and rumors and stuff and, and gossip and all this kind of stuff. Just something that was going on. Nothing didn't mean nothing. Nothing happened. Nothing was going on. Nothing. And, and so she got down to the facts or the truth. But what does the devil do? He'll fight. He'll slide something in your mind and you'll think 100 miles an hour and he'll get you crazy and thinking wrong and fearful and scared and had to have an ulcer and everything else. And it ain't even true. Isn't that amazing? Well, what happened is he is a master at getting us to focus on what we think might happen. Not on what's true. Not on what's fact. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why when something happens in your life, a tragedy or something takes place in your life, the first thing you need to do is nail down the facts. And don't, listen, don't run your mind crazy over what if. How many of y'all know you go, what if yourself to death? But you can focus on the truth. And the devil tells you, God don't love you. What do you do? You can focus on, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have it. When the devil tells you that you're not going to make it, you can tell him and focus. Listen, I'm not going to hear that devil because I'm going to focus on this. My God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. That's, that's what I'm going to focus on. When, you're, when your kid acts crazy and loses his mind and goes and does something he knows he shouldn't and been, been trained up from a child, listen, always remember this. 
Raise up a child. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. You know, if you really study that phrase out, it's not, gonna, it's not saying he ain't going to stray. He ain't going to get goofy. What it, what's it's saying is what you put in him, he won't be able to get out. And them kids that you've trained, and I'm talking about really trying. I'm not talking about being a hypocrite and, 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 and brought them to Sunday school and act like hell at home. I'm talking about you really tried. I don't care how good a parent you are. Every kid has his own decisions, and he'll have his own mind, and he'll do his own thing sooner or later coming up in his life. But there's one thing about it. When you plant the seeds of the gospel in his mind, he can go act stupid, but he won't ever forget it, and it won't ever leave him. And it, Oh, son, I'm preaching now. And when the devil tells you you've lost your kids, say, devil, I'm not hearing that. I'm not hearing that because I did what God told me to do. I planted seeds of righteousness and I planted training in him. God's going to turn it around one day. And that's what I'm going to focus on. Listen, you can do this. You can focus. You see, but some of y'all don't have nothing to focus on because you haven't filled your mind with truth. And, and the word and righteousness and goodness and things that are lovely and things that are a good report because we're always reading something negative. We're always reading something that's out of cosmopolitan or something or out of something we had no business reading to begin with or watching on TV to begin with or being on the Internet to begin with. So all we got is negativity to focus on. But I can guarantee you, if we start changing that and we start filling our mind with the word, we can start focusing on what God has put there and thinking about it. Listen, guys, don't think I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm, I'm mad at myself because I hadn't done this a lot better and a lot longer and, 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 and been a better example of this. There's been times I worry myself to death when I had no reason to because God's Word says be careful for nothing. And the whole point was I wasn't focusing on the truth. I was focusing on what might happen. You may tell you, you may tell you the problem our peripheral vision's too good. Did I say that right? Peripheral, peripheral, peripheral. <laughs> Our side view is great, amen. We're like Peter. When we should be focusing on Jesus, we can see the storm. And we can see the waves, and we can see the rain. And When God says, keep your eyes on me, keep your focus, think on these things. Lastly. Lastly, we need to refill, we need to refocus, we need to renew. We need to renew. Look what it says. <clears throat> Last verse, and I'm done. This is it right here. Ephesians 4.22. That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be, come on everybody, and be in the spirit of your what? Mind that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, now follow me real close. Follow me real close. This is so good. This is great. When, here's, here's the thing. God changes us by changing our mind. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
So God changes us by changing our mind. How does that work? If we change the way we think, we change the way we live. Because your living is a direct result and an expression of how you're thinking. Watch this, watch this. Man, I need more time. Salvation. Salvation itself begins when you change your mind. Preacher, what are you saying? Because that's exactly what repentance is. Repentance is a change of mind. You repent and turn to Christ. You turn from sin and turn to God by faith in Jesus Christ. You change your mind. And do you realize the rest of your spiritual life is a process of changing your mind and your thought press to think the things of God? Watch, 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 watch. Be not conformed. Say that with me. Be not If you look that word up, it means to press into a mold. Y'all know what I'm talking about? In other words, you have this, this, this material, and they'll, they'll, they'll put a, a mold on it, and they'll press it to whatever form they want it to be. And you know what that is saying? The world is applying pressure to you. The world outside is applying pressure to you. And they're trying to press you into a mold. They're trying to apply pressure telling you homosexuality is perfectly fine. They're trying to pressure you in the mold and saying it's transgender garbage. It's perfectly normal and fine. Listen, let's go beyond that. They're trying to pressure you into a mold and trying to convince you that just shacking up and living together is, is totally okay. God's cool with it. Am I right? Every sitcom, every TV show, everything you see, everything that's going in the government and the culture, they're trying to force Christians to conform to wickedness. They don't want you to just leave them alone and, and let be. These stickers that say coexist, what a bunch of garbage. They don't want to coexist. They want you to endorse their sin. And they're trying to use the government to apply pressure. But God says don't be conformed to the world. Don't, don't fall to that pressure, but be ye, be ye, come on everybody, be ye, transform. The word transform is the, is the Greek word metamorphio, which means metamorphosis, which means to change from the inside out. Y'all with me? Caterpillar and butterfly. In every one of you, there is a beautiful butterfly. You may look like a scraggly old caterpillar right now, but a butterfly is on the way. There's a transformation that takes place. How? By the renewing of your mind. But what, what does that mean? It means when you start filling your mind with the truth, when you start filling your mind with God's Word, and you begin to focus on it, you begin to think about it. In Psalm 1, it says meditate on it day and night. Then God begins to change the way you think, and the way you think about sin will change. The way you think about God will change. The way you think about your problems will change. The way you think about, oh, somebody say amen. And you won't live in fear anymore. You won't live in stress anymore because you're thinking God thoughts and you have faith in a God who can do everything. And that's why Paul could say, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything because he was thinking God thoughts. He had filled his mind with God's Word and that's all he would focus on. And because of that, 
God transformed him from the inside out. I need a witness. And I'm telling you, if we'll start doing that, God will change the way we think. And when God changes the way we think, God changes the way we live. And God changes the way we behave. And God changes. Oh, man. And you can walk with confidence. And you can walk and stand. And no matter what accusation the devil brings, no matter what he tells you is going to happen, you don't have to be afraid. You can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. We're to give him praise and glory in the house. Amen. Are y'all with me? We can do it. We can do it. We can do it. The devil don't want you to do it, but we can do it. Let's do it. This ain't going to happen by accident, guys. You need to get your Bible. Let's get to it. Let's put that junk aside. Put the junk of the world aside. Turn stuff off that's been filling your mind with negativity and wickedness and things that will make you stressed out in drama and open God's word and say, speak to me. And he will. And we won't be defeated. Because we'll be in control of the battlefield. And all God's people said, I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the honor it is to preach and to teach your word. God, help us to apply this stuff. Lord, we laid it out there. This is what we got to do. And, Lord, I know you'll do what you said you'll do if we'll do what we're supposed to do. Help us to do that today. Help us to focus on you. Lord, when the devil tries to create negativity in our minds, help us to to, to gird up the loins, gather them in, pull them in, and be disciplined, and think good thoughts, and think wholesome thoughts, and right thoughts. Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. If you're here today and you need to be saved, We've got people down this altar be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. Say, preacher, I need to start that change in my life. I need to change my mind. Well, it starts at salvation.